0: Welcome to the Axis Effect Podcast, where you'll hear the most compelling, provocative, and real conversations with industry leaders and innovators in tech, sports, and entertainment with our host and CEO of well-known PR firm, Axis Entertainment, Sarah Miller. Hi, this
1: is Sarah Miller, CEO of Axis Entertainment. And your host for The Axis Effect. And I'm super excited to be here with my good friend, Kimberly Klein, CEO and founder of Sport Cryo. Hey, Kimberly, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. How are you doing today? Good. I always love chatting with you. I love that you're on right now because I always chat with you about this because we're all about wellness and health and just talked about why I wanted Pilates and the whole facial thing. And I want to talk to you because like, you're a female business owner. I know you've got multiple locations. I know we've talked in the past about you, potentially franchising. And like, I want to talk about the cryo, your sport cryo, because there's a lot of people who don't understand it's that cold thing, you know, those cold plunges, hot plunges, but cryo isn't just for the sport athlete. There are so many benefits to it. And I've done it God, for years. So I was super excited when I found you and how you do it and why you're, you know, why real cryo compared to all this stuff out there. But like, like, talk to me about this besides, like, tell me a little bit, like one, let's explain what cryo truly is methodically and why medically it is not what people think it is.
0: Yeah, no. And that's, and that's, that's a really good segue to this. So I mean, we know that the cryotherapy, the technology of cryotherapy has been around since 1971 was started in Japan. It's been in the States. This is the 26th year that it's been in the States. I've been doing this almost 10 years. I see about 2,400 clients a month between my two clinics here and in, in Arizona. And it's funny, back in the day when I first started, I kind of thought the way you thought that this was cryotherapy is for the elite level athletes, for the pros, for just the hardcores. And I thought that would be a bulk of my clientele. But through the years, that's the, the elite levels and the pros are probably less than 20% of what I see. That other big, big percentage is people like you and I, about 45% of my business are the youth athletes, but the big chunk in the middle is just the average folks. Maybe they were super active when they were younger. Now they're pretty active, but they're just, they're getting a little older and they're not recovering the way they used to recover when they were, when they were younger. That's a preventive as well, and everything. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. So if you, if you look at from from the athletic side for the pros, they do cryo religiously, not only for preventative but also for recovery. These athletes they go balls out every day. They got to go a hundred percent every day. They can't walk up to their coach and go, "Man, I'm a little sore. Can I give you fifty percent today?" No. Mm-hmm. They get paid millions of dollars because they have to perform and cryotherapy allows them to perform at optimum levels because one, they're saying injury free, but the, the the medical functionality that takes place in the body allows them to be that elite level performer day after day after day.
1: Let me ask you a so, question. I got kind of got two questions. One, I want to talk about the benefits of cryo. But first, I want explain to me because I know, you know, they have the ice bath, which is quick, easy when you're in and off the court on or off the field to get back in. But tell me the difference between the ice baths and
0: true cryo. Awesome. I'm so glad that you asked that question because I get this constantly. So if you do a side-by-side comparison, and there have been many, many medical and scientific stats and data that have been broken down granularly from medically an eight-minute ice bath compared to a three-minute whole-body cryotherapy. We know that at the end of that eight minutes, the dermis layer of the skin is about 46 degrees Fahrenheit at the end of eight minutes. We know that less than 20 seconds in the whole body cryo sauna, your skin is about 20 degrees Fahrenheit. So every good thing that comes from any cryo modality, whether it's the antiquated ice bath or the cryo sauna, comes down to the biggest organ on our body, which is our skin. Everything is dictated on that skin temp. So basically, cryotherapy, we're eliciting a hypothermic response, and that's what's given us the results. So if you look at the ice bath, it's miserable, right? It's World War III on the body because skin temp is dropping very, very slowly. So for the first four-ish minutes of that eight-minute bath, the body's in limbo, figuring out what's going on. In the cryo sauna, that hypothermic response happens almost immediately. So the results are off the chart. So to give you some numbers here, in the cryo sauna, you're going to burn or decrease about 44% of lactic acid. That's the decrease you're going to get, about 44%. It's less than 12% in an ice bath. There is zero metabolic functionality change in an ice bath yet the cryo sauna skyrockets at over 350%, equating to a calorie burn of between five to 800 calories over a 12-hour period after your cryo but, but, but cryo is not
1: a weight loss gimmick us not a thing. It's just showing that when you're in an ice bath, like the people who say the polar plunges, they want to jump in a freezing cold ice lake, yeah. it out, <laughs> and it's so good, but it shocks your system while you go to hypothermia and all this stuff, and your body's fighting to like, what the hell is going on? It's just your body's temperature and everything has to adjust to fight from the cold. The cryo, because it's not a shock that's automatic. Oh my God, you're out. It, it. I can't medically explain this, but it, it's so much different because you're controlling the temperature and you're moving. You're not just like jumping into a cold bath and you're like that burn shock. Oh my God, it's so cold. Get straight out of it. The cryo, yeah. it's just a different type of, thermogenic chamber that helps get deeper into the muscles that every single thing in your cellular level, because it's a gradual or it's a immediate and then you're sustained for three minutes.
0: Yeah. So, so basically the, the breakdown medically, the way that works between the two cryotherapy is light years ahead of where, of where the antiquated ice bath is ever going to be. The functionality is completely different from the body, right? In a, in the cryo sauna, we're listening to that hypothermic response, We're pulling 80% of the blood and fluid from the extremities to the core to protect the vital organs. While you're in there for the three minutes, a lot is happening from a functionality standpoint. That blood is looped through the core pattern, so the blood is being oxygenated. It's being detoxified. It's being nourished. Again, the body's protecting itself, so it completely flushes the lymphatic system. It detoxifies the blood. But more importantly, since the body's in protection mode, it skyrockets the immunity compounds that the body creates on its own, okay? Um, When we talk about the thermogenic burn that you get from the cryo, a lot of folks go, oh, it's because the body's warming itself up. And that's not medically spot on, all right? Within a minute of you stepping out of that cryo sauna, you're, you're warm because we're spiking that metabolic fire, right? The true calorie burn after the cryo sauna comes from the continued flush of the lymphatic system, the continued oxygenation of the blood, the decrease in the lactic acid, the metabolites, the free radicals, all the byproduct of working out is that whole process from a functionality standpoint of the body calibrating itself back to par that gives you that extended burn. So the thing that I always tell folks, because at one of my clinics, I won't name which one, but one of my clinics, I have a, a ton of folks that use it specifically for the weight loss aspect of it. Yeah. And the the whole body sauna is very good for that if it's used in the right way. This is not a come see me, you know, a couple of times a week and go have a six pack and eat some ding-dongs and you're gonna still have mm-hmm. an eight pack. That, that's not the case, right? I mean, we know that that abs are made in the kitchen and that good bodies are made in the gym, right? We know that. We've been taught that for years. Cryotherapy is sort of the icing on the cake and it's a three-prong approach when it comes to staining amine, all right? cryotherapy, we know that we spike that metabolic functionality. We need multiple spikes of that throughout the day so that we are in a calorie deficit, right? We want to make sure that we're burning enough calories in conjunction with what we're bringing in to make sure that we're in that deficit so that we burn fat, right? We all know that. But when we get a little bit older, what happens is the cortisol levels in our body tend to elevate and stay elevated. We know that cortisol doesn't make you fat, doesn't make you gain weight, but when you have an excess of calorie intake, cortisol goes ding, 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 and it puts all that excess weight gain right around your core. That's what we call fluffy fats. All right. That's the stuff where you could literally starve yourself, lick a couple of saltines and spend every hour of of your waking day in the gym. And you're still not going to get rid of that because it's cortisol based. So we know that whole body cryosana knocks your cortisol levels down to almost undetectable numbers and skyrockets endorphins, serotonin, dopamine, oxytocin. So when you get your cortisol levels nice and low, that little fluffy fat just sort of melts away. As long as you're moving your body, you're in your calorie deficit.
1: You've got a healthy lifestyle, diet, exercise. This is not a magic pill two, three times a week. It's just like athletes. There's so much that goes on in your body. And I absolutely love you. You're amazing. I love seeing you every week to do it. But I'm going to argue the point that it's not an arguable conversation to lose weight. It's a it's your overall everything on there. And 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 I want to talk about the main reasons why like athletes, why like I do it. Like, you know, I you know, I know, you know, you sleep better. I know the muscle fatigue, the strain, back pains, I mean, headaches. I mean, there's so many of these things medically that is why let's take athletes sports elite is why they have to do cryo why we do cryo because there's a list of
0: all these things of what cryo helps with correct 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 so people use it for different things right so if you look at the athletes and the elite levels they are looking at this to do two things one to keep them injury free so as an athlete when your lactic acid levels are very high and your anti-inflammatories are very low, the body's not pliable. The analogy I give is your body is like an unchewed piece of bubble gum. You take it out of the wrapper, you go to work it, it snaps, right? There's no pliability there. That's your body when lactic acid is very high and anti-inflammatories are low. Cryotherapy reduces lactic acid and it skyrockets the anti-inflammatories. That's not only the lubrication for our body, but for the athletes and for all of us, but really for the athletes, The anti-inflammatories is your body's natural painkiller, which is why these athletes stay injury free, but they're allowed to bust through their plateaus because their pain tolerances are higher. Every time you get to the cryo sauna, those anti-inflammatories compound. We're getting the good stuff nice and high, the bad stuff nice and, and low. So you're just you're working at a much more optimum level. Those are the elite levels, the athletes and the pros for the mass majority of everybody else from age nine to 96. And everybody in between you and I, for instance, we've all got certain things that go on with the body, right? We got little aches and pains. We got some sciatica. Maybe you have some little arthritis. You don't sleep well at night. You get migraines. So you just, you got signs. but you got all these different things. Cryotherapy, the cornerstone of cryotherapy is to remove all inflammation, swelling and congestion from the body. You've heard the term inflammation is a silent killer. It is right. It causes everything from cancer to autoimmune and everything in between. It either causes or exacerbates every single issue we have in the body. Get rid of the inflammation. The body writes itself. Okay. God gave us a body to heal. You cut yourself. The body heals. You get sick. The cell count goes crazy. What cryotherapy does is it removes that inflammation congestion and swelling and allows the body to realign itself.
1: That's why when they say, when you get hurt, you know, it's always like you put, you ice it, you heat it, you ice it. You're like, you put ice to take swell inflammation down. So same thing for your body. Cause I always feel good when I leave there, and I know I need to probably do it twice a week versus just once or twice a week. I mean, I got to start doing it more, but it does literally help. you, especially if you're working on everybody's either walking yoga, Pilates, they're working out, they're staying healthier. they're trying to stay healthy. They're trying, you know, wellness is important, preventative. This is such an amazing thing to do for all of those purposes because yes. you keep your inflammation down so you could go work, get a not be sore. So it does help you sleep if you're stuffed up. I mean, it really is. Cold is really our best friend, not our enemy. When people start talking about cold and heat, you got to understand being in a controlled area like a cryo chamber, it, I mean, it is a three minute max. I want to ask you about that, but it is really our best friend. It is the best thing for your overall aches, pains, anything, because it starts... Every cell, like you said, white your cell count, your tissues, your whole entire insides. I mean, it reacts very well to cold, and doing it on an ongoing basis, even if it is once a week, it keeps inflammations down and it keeps your body right. functioning better. Right. Why? Right. Why is there a three? Like, now tell me about what is like the maximum, and why is there a max limit? I think I know why. Because we're in gloves and we have to keep somewhat extremities warm and the temperature on here, like correlate the temperature and the minutes? Is there a range or is there a very medical set numbers? You can't go above or beyond.
0: Yes. Yeah, so there are yes and yes. All right. So there, there are the the standards of, of set protocols. We know from the hundreds and hundreds of medical and science publications, we know we do know that three minutes is the max for the body that we need. And we know that because at the end of that three minutes, all those good things that we want to happen are kind of getting on the tail end of being tapped out. Anything past that three minutes, you're kind of just getting cold for no reason, okay? That having been said, however, that three minutes should look very different for everybody. Like I said, I've been doing this a long time and I've secret shopped darn near every cryo place from Queen Creek all the way and up. And I am shocked that for the most part, Clinics just hit a button and they run people through the same. I was at a clinic probably a month and a half ago. And I was in one of the electric chambers because I wanted to test it out. Worst experience of my life. That's a whole nother story. But they ran me through with a nine-year-old little dancer at the same time. And I even told the tech, I'm like, you're going to run us through together. She's tiny. So I thought it was just a complete. Oh, wait, wait. How do they
1: do that? Because like I did it when I was in LA, I was in it all the time. It's you know glass booth. You know, you have your robe on, you can take it off, whatever drop. We have the headphones on for the music because it's called dance around the door closes. You know, obviously there's a technician that stays in with you for emergencies or if you want to tap out early. But how would you put, you can't put two people in there because it's the body heat alone pulls away. I thought it was like a little so, person per.
0: Yeah, so no, there are there are the chambers that, that you can have multiple people in there. And this is one where you can have multiple people. But the, my, my point was that they, ran us through the three minutes at the same temperature, which blows, absolutely blows my mind. So the way that I deal with my clients is when they come in, we do the full breakdown. I want to know everything that's going on with your body, how you sleep, how you don't sleep, is your pain chronic or acute? How old are you? um, Lean muscle mass, activity levels, all these factors come into play to let me know how to customize the three minutes specifically for them. Again, we know that three minutes is a sweet spot, but For a a 10-year-old little tennis player, I'm obviously going to run him through very differently than I would a 400-pound linebacker from ASU. Makes perfect sense. So again, that three minutes is the max, but the temperature looks very different for everybody. All right. So obviously with my athletes or my my young athletes or or my teens, I'm going to get them a fraction of the cold as I would someone who has big, dense muscle mass on them. You know, so you really, you really have to play around and find that sweet spot. It all comes down to eliciting that hypothermic response. And I don't need to make people hate me to get the job done. We need to get them just cold enough to get the magic to happen. And the big thing with cryotherapy is that unlike icing, it's not the temperature that makes you uncomfortable. It's the moisture. When you remove the moisture, you take away the pain. So no one comes to me just once. People are terrified going, oh my God, I hate the cold. This is going to suck in three minutes. Every one of them gets out and goes, that was it? Seriously? Are you kidding? Because when you take away that burn, the sting, the pain, and you're just really cold and you're not feeling the the negative effects of that cold, the results are awesome.
1: Yeah. And this is why I know when I first started it, I was like, hell no. But then when I started doing it, I'm like, okay, this is easy. But like, And I know that people say, hey, well, I want to do four minutes, five minutes, but it's like you said... You're just, you're just cold for no reason because it's like anything else. Your body is so peaked out at like, like what it needs to do at that three minute mark. You're just standing in there just to be cold, like an idiot from that point on your body's done. It can't get, I mean, or you just go into hypothermic and that's not good for anybody.
0: Yeah. Well, so that having been said, and I'm just going to, I'll tell you this just because it's you and we were having this conversation. We know that three minutes is that, is that max, right? Yeah. But I've been doing this long enough. And like I said, I see thousands of clients every month. I know that I need to, with some people, I can count probably on two hands in all my years of doing this when I allow people to go longer than three minutes, okay? When I have a 410 pound linebacker or I've got a 350 pound deadlifter and they're ginormous, that three minutes for most of them is enough. But again, I need to get them cold enough to elicit that hypothermic response When I've got a great big dude in my cryo sauna, I I have a lot of dense muscle mass and tissue I've got to go through. So what I normally do for them, and again, very, very few times I've ever done this, but I'll run them through for the three minutes. The machine shuts off. I let them warm up for about 10 seconds. It lets that blood hit the peripheral tissue. So we're protecting the skin. But then I'll jam them through for another 35, 45 seconds to really make sure that I'm hitting those hypothermic responses to give them what they need. If not, I'm kind of doing them a half service because I'm getting them kind of halfway to the finish line. But again, that's few and far between folks that come in and I do have my athletes come in and say, oh, I, you know, I want to do four minutes. No, the answer is no. Because there's no reason. You're not benefiting yourself at all. You're you're risking, you know, having other issues. So most of the time I say no, but there are an elite level few that are just great big dudes. That so you just make it. That different. I need to get them a little colder. But for the yeah. most part, the answer is always no. Three minutes we know is the max. For this the is business.
1: what I love about you. Because when I was doing it in LA, it was just you go into a little glass booth, you freeze up, put on headphones, and you get out. And they don't really talk to you. Like you're like, you're like, like, I mean, doctors, like you are very custom to every individual body's makeup, pains, aches, what's in their best interest, like writing a prescription. And I love that you take such individual care of all of your clients. You just don't shove them in let them go and you're not body shopping them. You're literally having to figure out where is the temperature and the best way to get them where they need to be, which is what I absolutely love about you. You're just not one of those typical places. And I know with yours, you know, your heads out where I know with some of the ones we've done in the glass boxes, you just door shuts, you're all in while you have the headphones on. You're just, you know, keep your ears protected. You're just breathing. What is the difference between having your head out like yours and then just walking to the little box and shutting the door.
0: Yep, yeah, great, great, great question. And the difference is night and day, completely, completely different modalities. The, the cryo sauna, the one that I have is called a juca cryo sauna. It's one of the top ranked in the world where your head is out. The head is a powerhouse for everything, right? My nitrogen-based juca cryo sauna goes to about minus 275-ish Fahrenheit. That's what I use for my my big guys, right? I run myself route minus 250, 255. I run you and I through the same. But it has the ability to get much, much colder because your head is out. You're not in that nitrogen-based element. So 83% of what we breathe is nitrogen. This is just the, the stabilized form of it in a cryo sauna. But my machines get much, much colder. The nitrogen, the cryo chambers that are the little rooms are not nitrogen, they're electric-based. And because your head is in that cold modality, those go to minus 220, minus, maybe minus 225 yeah, you, Fahrenheit. You, can't, you but, can't be in
1: there suffocating when your eyelids are forming. Chris, I mean, yeah, I, I feel like it's a safety issue.
0: But yes, as well. well you, yeah, you, you can't get that much cold or you pass out. So that's why they can't get you nearly as cold as you do in an exposed cryo sauna where your head is out because we can't have your head in that environment. My folks that have any anxiety that have PTSD that have bronchial issues that have sinus issues really struggle in the cryo chamber because it's it's it is a different different animal. Those folks do extremely well and in the cryo sauna. So when you do, again, a side by side comparison, there's, there's really no comparison between the electric based chambers and the, the nitrogen based cryo saunas.
1: So the electric base, which I think is the one that when you close the door, yeah. even though you have your head, your earphones on, keep your ears warm and just to keep, you know, for music. Yeah, I, I, I do feel yours is colder, but your head's out. I always figure so I could chat with you. <laughs> While well, I'm in there, you can talk away. So you're not like so you're taking your focus off the cold and You you turn around and moving, but it's also because like it's also less claustrophobic. So I, I do get that. But I do there is a reason why safety-wise, this is better in general and obviously for your face and everything yes. else well. because I'm always putting my face in it because it feels so good. But I know cryo can also be a spot on a knee, your face. I mean, it could be anywhere, which is why I love you have. equipment to do spot treatments.
0: Well, yeah, because the great thing about cryotherapy and why I love it, I think as much as I do, is that it's always changing, right? Every time you come in, what's the first thing I ask you, what's going on with the body? How are we doing? Yeah. What's going on? Because the body's different all the time. Some days people come in there and go, man, I feel freaking great. This is awesome. Other times they come in and go, man, I just crushed a glute workout. I can't sit right. Or man, I went on a hike and I tweaked something. Yeah. The body's always changing. So the great thing with the saunas is that we can modify our treatment, be less aggressive, be more aggressive, know when to pull in the other modalities of cryo depending on what the body needs. The beauty of cryo is that the body dictates what we do. And we need to be fluid with what we're given the body by what the body needs at any given day. That's that's the great thing about cryo is that we have the ability to do that.
1: Yeah, I have two, okay, so I have two questions. One, is it best to do cryo before or after you work out?
0: That's a great question. And there's really, it, it's personal preference. So I will tell you what I always tell a lot of my folks that come see me the first time is do it both ways and see what you like. The body kind of let you know what like. So me personally, I do my cryo sauna about six days a week. I get in that thing constantly. I'm addicted to it. I love it. I own them so I can, which is great. But I love my cryo right before my cardio. Like if I'm doing a distance run or if I'm doing a fast circuit or if I'm doing a long hike, I love it before because my lactic levels are very low. But more importantly, my anti-inflammatory count is so high. I feel like a damn gazelle. I mean, I can go. For hours, and I feel great. On the flip side, if I go crush a heavy leg day and I know, oh man, I'm gonna feel it tomorrow, I love it after because it cuts that lactic acid before it settles in the tissues and it almost annihilates my DOMs, my delayed onset muscle soreness, takes that away entirely. So I can go, and that's one of the reasons I do it as much now as that I'm older. I turned 51 just recently. I'm crushing workouts harder now than I did when I was in my 20s. Because I'm recovering at such a rapid rate, I'll destroy a leg day and I'll know that I did something the next day, but I don't feel like I'm totally sidelined and can't walk right. You know, so the only time that I caution my athletes, and this is for my elite levels, my big boys or my deadlifters is don't come do cryo and go do a heavy leg day right after because we want all the blood and fluid. We want the the lower extremities very well lubricated, right? So we don't want to go do cryo and then go do squats, go do anything else. The other thing that I tell my folks that are my big dudes throwing around big weight at the gym is that if you do cryo and you go lift in any body part, be mindful of how you're lifting because your anti-inflammatory counts are very high. So your pain tolerances are much higher. That's why the athletes do this because they aren't feeling pain as much. They can bust through their plateaus and make their gains. But these guys do this for a living. They know form. They know cadence, they know speed, right? When you get folks that aren't as well-versed in the gym, I don't want them to do cryo and then go crush a shoulder workout and they're not keeping their body in check.
1: But because if you do it, you feel better, you could do more, but then you're more sore after because you overdid it because you didn't feel it and then you're messed up again. So I always come see you guys after I work out with my trainer. If, you know, and like if I run on a weekend, I make sure I pop it on Monday because once you move in, it sets in. I think it's different for everybody.
0: It is. It it is. It is different for everybody. The the other questions I get from folks are, well, I'm going to get a chiropractor adjustment. Do I do before or after? Or I'm going to get a really deep myofascial release massage. Do I do before or after? And again, you got to ask the questions of, okay, well, when you go get your adjustments from the chiropractor... Is it a snap, crackle, pop? Is he or she really working to get that in? Are you sore before or after? If you do it before your adjustments, again, anti-inflammatory counts are high. You're very pliable. It's very easy for those adjustments to take place. But if you snap, crackle, pop, and you're miserable, you feel like you were hit by a truck afterwards, come do cryo, right? We're going to cut that down. From the myofascial release standpoint or a massage standpoint, again, there's really no right or wrong answer. If you have someone who's really, really good, it, sometimes it's good to have them beforehand because again, your tissues are more pliable. You're not going to yeah. be sore the next day after that massage. I'm
1: always sore after deep massages because all the lactic acid and stuff. And I, I do not believe in chiropractors. I'm very fortunate. I don't need one, but I always, okay, I have a whole other the piano chiropractors that you're not going to chat about over drinks pretty soon. I yeah. <laughs> quick question. I want to really get into you and talk about you as a CEO and how you did this and where you're going. You know, as a business owner, but just on the medical side. Lastly, it's wounds when you're sick, illnesses, broken bones, wounds is also crawls also good for. I mean, it's not the same as a hyperbaric chamber. I always get these mixed up. Hyperbaric chambers is just the oxygen model module that you have to stay into. Similar but different. But for wounds like bone breaks, everything, this is still a great form of the physical therapy to heal. Wounds, because I know when I messed up my knee, you were always looking at it, and I was kind of gnarly. And we were like, okay, every time we do it, you know, we see it shrink a little, and then for a while, I would had to be cut off for a bit. But I could, yeah. let's talk about that for a second. It is a good thing to do when you do break something or you're super sick, not contagious, obviously, but yes. or if you have an open wound. And the doctor's okay with it because you don't want to freeze healthy tissues, but there are certain things that they send you to cryo or hyperbaric chambers. And uh, tell me a little bit about that.
0: Yeah. So when we we talk about anything uh, wound care related, cryotherapy is awesome for two reasons. One, the biggest organ on our body is our skin. We know that cryotherapy accelerates that growth and that collagen, that elasticity on a cellular level. This is not a topical, this is cellular, all right? The other thing, the biggest thing, is that it's a completely dry stimuli. So when we have a wound that will not close, or we have someone who's coming to be post-operative where they've got the brackets or the sutures still in, we don't want moisture on that tissue at all. For wound care, that moisture slows that close of the wound, anything post-surgical, we want to make sure that those brackets and the incisions stay very tight, right? We do that by keeping moisture away from things. Cryotherapy, again, liquid nitrogen, it's a completely dry stimuli. So when we're talking about anything injury-related, whether it's a break, a tear, you've ripped something, torn something, no matter what it is, the byproduct of that is bruising and inflammation, right? Which is what we want. Yeah. The body fills that area with the bruise and with inflammation because it restricts range of motion so you don't further help hurt yourself. But the bruising and the swelling slows recovery. So when you talked about earlier about cold, heat, cold, heat, basically that thermal conditioning that we're doing, cold, we're vasoconstricting the area, pulling the blood away. Heat, we're vasodilating, we're bringing the area back. The fresh, healthy, oxygenated blood is the building block for recovery in the body. Cryotherapy elicits a massive, you know, basically we're pulling that blood flow away, that vasoconstriction on a massive scale. When we're done with the treatment, that vasodilation brings that fresh, healthy, oxygenated blood there. And that's what kicks off the recovery process. It breaks up that basically that sticky blood, that that coagulated blood, that bruising. We're going to break that up and allow some fresh, healthy blood to flow through those channels Getting rid of the inflammation is the number one thing that accelerates recovery. Medical studies have shown that cryotherapy, whether it's the whole body or the spot modality of of cryotherapy, medical studies have shown that it cuts recovery by upwards of 50%, 50%. So if you're wondering why you see these guys and they blow a knee or they tear a shoulder and man, it's five weeks later and they're back on the field or they're on the court killing it, it's because they're doing cryotherapy multiple times a day. So it's a great thing to be able to get the body back to where it needs to be quickly. Because if you look at the body, it's awesome, but it's also lazy. You know, as we get older, we gain weight because metabolic functionality slows down. We get wrinkles because collagen production slows down. Hair and lashes don't grow sick because follicle production slows down. The biggest thing is we start feeling every ache and pain in the body because anti-inflammatories that used to be way up here, nice and high, are now low. And it's not the body doesn't forgot how to produce them it just gets lazy and puts this energy elsewhere. Cryotherapy forces those components of the body to wake up, it reactivates them. That's why it builds collagen. It grows hair and lashes. More importantly, it gets rid of all the aches and pains because we're getting that anti-inflammatory count high and we're getting rid of the congestion and inflammation that's causing the pain.
1: May I ask you a quick question?
0: Yeah. Did you go to medical school? school? (laughs) Because I feel
1: like you are so like medically knowledgeable on such a deeper level than most generic doctors. If you say, Hey, should I go do cryo?" Well, I don't know what, I mean, you didn't go to medical school.
0: Did you? I didn't No, I'm I'm a tech girl. I'm an ex Microsoft girl, Microsoft and NBC sports, but uh, the recovery modality has always been my love. I've been an athlete my whole life. Right. And I learned very early on that it's not your training. That's going to get you to where you need to be. That's only part of it. It's are you recovering in the right way so that you stay injury free? Because oftentimes it's not the big injuries that sideline us. It's all the little teeny tiny naggy shit that we that do.
1: Yes. How you sleep. Really yeah. Out. But yeah, how you sleep, how you wake up the pillow lodged on your butt. Yeah. So much stuff. Heels, how you sit at your desk. Yeah. You're just always working now. How long have you had sport cryo and why did you get into them? I know you're, I've always known you're a sports girl. But why sport cryo? Like what was that pivotal thing that you thought, hey, you know what? I'm going to go run my own company and it's going to be cryo.
0: So great, great, great story there. So like I said, I have always loved recovery modalities. When girls my age were reading Cosmopolitan, I was reading anatomical charting and <laughs> uh, oxygenation of tissues. And I because I just oh, I've always loved that. So it's I've always been a voracious reader in that area. But it was, uh, I was with, with NBC Sports at the time, and uh, my mom got sick. My mom was a cancer survivor, breast cancer a long time ago, but she was diagnosed with lymphoma and six months later, leukemia. And she was living up in Seattle at the time. I'm down here in Arizona, and I hadn't seen my mom in, in a couple months, and she came down with me, and I didn't recognize her. She was diabetic, taking insulin shots multiple times a day. She had gained about 50 pounds had arthritis throughout her whole body. So getting in and out of the car was miserable for her. And the first night she stayed with me, she took out this pill box and no joke, Sarah, she was taking 10 pills, just to go to bed at night. And I'm like, she's getting worse, not better. But my mom is very old school. The person in the white coat, oh, they're gospel. And they know what, you know, they believe everything. And we, we have to be the advocate for our own health. So I started going to all these appointments. My mom had four different oncologists. She had a rheumatoid, she had an osteo doctor, diabetic physician, her kidney doctor, I started going to all of these appointments with her and they kept, well, let's try this or we can do these shots. And I'm like, no, I'm like, she's getting worse, not better. And all you guys are doing is throwing pills at her and shots and exploratory surgeries. So I had started looking at cryo a handful of years before, but there wasn't back then there wasn't a lot about cryotherapy. It was just sort of the fluffy crap that you read on the internet. But I started pulling all of the medical publications and I each one of the times I go to these appointments with my mom, I was handing these medical publications to these doctors saying, what about this for my mom? And it was about an eight month process. But at the end of that process, every one of them said, wow, if this does half of what these medical findings are, are, are showing, this would be great for your mom. So I. About six months after that, I resigned and I started sport cryo. I'm happy to say mom did cryo initially about three times a week. She is off her insulin. She controls it with diet. She has lost almost 70 pounds. She walks three times a day with her girlfriends here in Arizona. She is less than 12,000 count for for her cancer. So she's technically remission status for her leukemia and her lymphoma. So if anybody believes in cryotherapy, it's me. Good Lord above, I thank him every day that my mom is still with me. And I know that cryotherapy had had a big component to do with that, but it's literally, like I said, I see about 2,400 clients a month from my youngest, who's nine. She's an elite level tennis player. My oldest is 96 with Paget's disease and everything in between. The thing I love about cryo is most of the time people come to me, I'm their last shot. They got nothing left to try. They're a junkie with their pills. They're tapped out on their shots. They can't do any more surgeries. They're hurting, they're gaining weight because they're sedentary, they're not sleeping. And they look at me and they say, God, is this my life? This is this is it for me. And those are the people that I love because in a handful of sessions, we get rid of that pain, we get rid of what's exacerbating the issues so they get their life back. I mean, it's 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 truly I am so blessed to be able to do this.
1: So how long have you had sport crowd for? Going on nine years. Wow, that's amazing. So you went from NBC Sports directly into the cryo. Directly the cryo, yeah. And being a business owner, like like what is your biggest like advice to other people? You know, whether it's owning your own business as a female, I mean, you have a sports background, you know sports, you know what you're doing. So I think this was a natural transition for you. But like, if somebody came up to you like, hey, I want to own my own company. I mean, what is your best advice to give to somebody who wanted to, to move into the same field as you and because you you're not just working for a company you own your own and i know you have multiple locations we've talked about you franchising expanding i mean what is that pivotal point where you know this is where you want to be and what you want to do and if somebody else wants to get into the industry
0: yeah that that's a good question if someone wants to come to me and say i want to open my own business should i the number one thing i would would tell them and this goes back to my microsoft days i had an, an amazing mentor murray vents if you're listening to this hey this shout out to you i remember having lunch with him one day and we were talking about you know just working and and careers and choices and and he gave me that oh kimberly love what you're doing you'll never work a day in your life and i remember looking at him going murray you're full of shit that's something the trust fund babies say i mean yeah. come on i like what i do loved it no but i really liked it The question that I would ask them is, do you love what you're going to be doing? So I worked a lot of hours in in my previous life. I liked it, didn't love it. I was working. I work a lot of hours now. I don't feel like I'm working at all. I can work eight days in a row and love what I do. So love what you're doing. As a business owner, if you're going to start something, love what you do because it's a 24-7. I eat, sleep, think, and breathe cryotherapy. Not because I need to, but because I love it. I love talking cryo. I love what I do. So love what you do. But when you decide that you're going to do it, the, the key point that I would say is do your research. Know everything about your business so that you are the expert in your business. I would like to think I'm the expert in cryo. When people come to see me, I want them to know that, that I know my shit. I want to be the expert for them. And I can because I eat, breathe, and live it know what you're doing and know your demographic, know who your audience is. But if you don't love what you do, it's really hard to be a success.
1: I think it's like when you're running a company or you own your own company, because we talk a lot about leadership and I I know we don't have a lot of time to jump into the whole leadership realm on this, but I don't think the grass isn't always greener. It's a different shade because I worked for a huge agency running it. And it was kind of like, do I want to run my own agency? People like, oh, wow, you have your own agency. You have your freedom. You don't have to answer any, but well, I have to all my clients. everybody, Everybody's my boss at this point. But it, the grass isn't always greener. So it's just a different shade. I just got to decide you have to pick on where can you excel? What's going to inspire, motivate you? Where is that stress level that you're better at handling to keep moving forward, to keep growing and learning? There's no right or wrong. You may just so up to one side. And, you know, there's people who just at 5 p.m. They leave their jobs, 6 p.m. They don't care at home. They don't want to deal with it. And they're not friends who they are constantly. I mean, it's like me. I live and sleep at 2 a.m. If I can't sleep, I'll get on the laptop, come downstairs, just whatever. Just because I'm just my brain and my DNA is constantly in yeah. work mode. Like I have my moments where I know I'm the most creative, the most strategic, the most brilliant things I could think of that I know, can I carry it through? Can I create this, develop it? Can I execute? Well, if I work for somebody, I have layers of people who may never let me execute and drive it. Whereas a CEO, I could execute and drive where my own destiny is and for my clients. And it doesn't mean somebody who's working a nine to five job is better or worse. Nobody's better. Does it make me think I'm better than you? Cause I have a different title. There's just a different layer of followers and leaders and some people are just born leaders they're born to push the envelope take the risk you have to be a good team player to be a good leader and there's, there's no right or wrong in any of this everybody's an individual person you just got to figure out like which side you can you be on where, where can you excel and be your best version of you and there's no right or wrong you just got to figure yeah. out because you may not be the yeah. best version as a leader, but you're an amazing sales or tech person or HR, or you, you just can't say. You just got to figure out where you're better equipped to handle the stress, the everyday to work. But I'm happy. I can hit the speed bumps in my stride and still be happy. Or, you know what? Absolutely. I need a team of people. That's their speed bump, not exactly. mine. I just want to like pivot around and keep doing my job. And at the end of the day. Yeah. And I do think with you, yeah, and I think it's also. It's a sports thing with you. Every CEO I've talked to who's had a sports background, been an athlete, I don't know if this is right or wrong. It's just my opinion. I feel like athletes make better leaders in the corporate world. And I don't want to say that's true for everybody, but every CEO, executive, person I've met that's leading a company, an industry, whatever, they were former athletes there's something about that drive that ambitious that competition that edge that they know they don't give up and you kind of fall into that category and that's my opinion whether it's right or no
0: no i know i think that there's a lot of truth to that i mean if you look at the athletes there's always always going to be that competitive ego that comes into play right and as long as that's a healthy ego where you want to achieve your goals but also, if as an athlete, oftentimes we're on team sports, right? So we're used to, oh, I want to be the best of my team, but I want to collaborate with everyone around me. I want everyone. I want all of us to excel. And so I think that that's it's that balance because you got you got to be a business owner. You got to be focused, right? You got to keep the eye on the prize. But you don't need to step on people and and not be good to people and piss people off around along the way. I think a truly successful business owner is a leader. That you build everyone up around with you, and I'm I'm blessed because every single one of my clients, I they're they're like my team. I want them to feel good. I want them to feel great. When they're feeling great, I'm feeling great. But that's
1: because you're an athlete growing up, you're a sports girl. Being a good leader means being a good team player. Because I know I throw my sleeve with my team and just do it and get it done. Because I know they need the break or they got to focus elsewhere. I think. Being a leader doesn't mean you can't be a team player, and you know I'm a big believer. You never run your company by your ego. And I've been cut out of interviews and stuff because I don't support women in business just because they're a female. I mean, you don't, you just, you can't drive a company by your ego. There's no ego in that leadership in that level. But what I love about you, like you said, you want to build people up. You want them to feel good. You feel good. You're doing your job as a team. But just, you know, I'm just going to pull out the um, bullshit meter on this, my whole thing is I will not support you just because you're a female or just because you're my friend. Because you can be my friend, but I won't work with you because I love you and want you to be my friend forever. <laughs> and so and I just feel like, you know, this comes into the day with somebody where women don't get ahead and they blame other men. This is where it's gonna, I'm gonna pay for this comment. Women don't get ahead because other women put them down. They're vindictious. They're, they're, they're jealous or insecure, whatever reason I work in a male dominated industry. You do. We all, you know, it doesn't bother me. Other women put other women down. When you talk about, I want you to feel good. You're my team. When you feel good, I want to lift you up. That's a true leadership statement. We can make easy decisions all day long. Making a hard decision makes a true leader. You don't step on people, you build them up. I 100% is why I love you as a business leader and as a woman in business. But let's talk about this. We have a few minutes before we got to go. A lot of women don't support other women. A lot of people kind of waffle through, you know, men, women playing, they blame men, sports industry, tech industry. I'm not a guy. It's a boys club. I think that's bullshit. And I don't feel like, I don't like when I see other women take digs and keep other women down. That's what women don't succeed. It's not because of men. I know that's reverse sexist and I'm going to pay for that comment publicly, but I don't give a shit because I see so much of it. I see so many amazing, powerful men in sports entertainment who support me, who are there. I don't see a lot of women because of what I look like, who I am, my shoes, my cars. And your job is to support your team and make people happy. And I think you're one of the very few women blanketed as a business owner. And you're absolutely beautiful. You're smart. You're a sports girl where you generally care about building other women up to succeed. And I just think that's such a rare quality. I'm sorry. I don't see that in a lot of women.
0: No, and, and I agree with you. And the, the, basically it boils down to uh, girls keep other girls down. Women build women up. And I, I use that analogy because a true woman who is confident and secure knows that there's plenty to go around. I don't have to cut you down to get my piece of the pie. You and I are stronger together knocking out our goals, yeah. right? Girls keep women down. Women build women up. And I agree with you 100%. The whole, oh, yeah, we women aren't as successful because of men. I call complete BS. I'm sorry. I grew up and I was in almost my entire career. I was the only girl on the team of almost all my teams at Microsoft and and NBC Sports and in between. Oftentimes I was the only female. To me, women have so many advantages. If you just, I don't just kind of stay in your lane a little bit. I know we don't have to be a ball buster. We don't have to cut other women down to rise the channel. Just be really good at what you do. Show up ready to to just kick ass and take names, and you don't have to go toe to toe with guys. We're different than guys. I don't have to walk into anywhere and be like a guy because I'm not a guy. I'm a girl, you know. So no matter what business that you're in, you get more bees with honey. Be nice to people. Be really, really good at what you do, but build everybody up, you know. And it is unfortunate that 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 that's the case, but it is.
1: I'm all about you know what. It's not about showing off. It's showing up. Hundred percent.
0: Yeah. This is hundred percent
1: love about you. Uh, this is amazing. Like, I could sit there and chat with you forever, but I know I'm gonna see you anyways when I come in to freeze. So um we could keep having this conversation, but I am so glad to have you on the show because I've been wanting you to come on for a while to talk about what not just what you do, but being a female in a male dominated industry is this you just like this rising star. And like I love the confidence and everything you do. Quickly though, I wanna ask you, you were just featured huge huge article in usa today congratulations for that yes so thank excited you, thank so thank great you. to see you in that and you talked about franchise a little bit uh, where is where is sports cross future are you looking to franchise expand or are you just you know going to stay and lead you know where you are in scottsdale and phoenix because it's a big sports company it's a big sports place we're all about wellness here but um where is your future right now with this
0: so that's a good question. That's something I've been praying on quite a bit because I am I am definitely at that tipping point with with my clinics that I need to find out what what my next move is going to be. I, I've got some a couple of little things in the hopper, but I'll I'll kind of keep those close to the chest right now. But I will talk to you offline about those. Yeah. Um, but yeah, right now I'm just I'm kind of I'm kind of praying on it. You know, the USA Today article was was awesome. I had a huge huge uptake from that. I'm happy to say, you're the first one. I'll tell you, uh, I had uh, a conversation with uh, Muscle and Fitness this morning, so I'm going to be doing a, a big article in November nice. with the Muscle and Fitness uh, organization. So, super excited about that. So, I'm definitely, I'm, I'm growing at a rate where I need to find what my next move is going to be. I'm just. Leaving it up to God right now. Just praying on it. We'll see what happens. Things happen for a reason. Oh my God.
1: We have so much more to chat about, but okay. Where can everybody When tell me where do you have a website where, I mean, I know you cause I know you, but I've never really thought about a website. We, where can people find
0: you? Yeah. So I'm at www.sportcryo.com. I'm also on Instagram and Facebook. As you can tell, I love talking cryo. So if anybody has questions about cryo, uh, just DM me on Instagram or you can send me an email via uh, thesportcryo.com. But would love to chat with people. I adore you from day one of meeting you. You are a badass lady. Beautiful, successful, smart, articulate, down to earth. It's been an absolute pleasure being on your on, on your podcast with you. I am just honored that you would that you would have uh, me on. Too. You're so you cute. To
1: I loved having you on because I always want really badass women on. But like I'm so I think more honored that like we are good friends and I get to see you every week Absolutely. and speak with you in general. You're amazing. Like I so. We've got to cut. I know I'm going to chat with you probably sooner than later. As I'm freezing, but this is Sarah Miller with the Access Effect with Kimberly Klein at Sport Cryo. Anybody can find Kimberly at Sport Cryo, C R Y O, Sport Cryo.com. Yep, that's correct. Find you on social. I cannot endorse you as a female leader enough as much as I can on the cryo. But it was so good having you on the show, Kimberly, and um, we'll stay in touch and I'll see you soon.
0: You're wonderful, thank you, have a great day. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Axis Effect Podcast. If you don't want to miss an episode or download past episodes, be sure to subscribe to the Axis Effect Podcast on your favorite podcast provider. To learn more about the podcast or our guests,